Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Jokic, now on the left side, Will Barton has it. Nine on the shot clock. Barton lobs it back inside the arc to Jokic, guarded by Bogdanovich. He gets in the dotted line, turn around, floaters on the way and in. Morris throws it on the elbow over to Nicole Jokic. Head fake on Gobert, drives in on him, leads to the dotted line, head fake, turn around, jumper, high arc, are good. Utah Jazz going to Denver and get beat. An odd game. The Jazz gave Jazz fans a little bit of hope, and then they took it away. Weird game, 48-43 at the half. Donovan Mitchell had zero points, which they noted dozens of times on the broadcast. And you're thinking, well, if they're up by five and Donovan hasn't done anything, I know I was thinking, well, he's usually better in the second half than the first half. Oh, this is an usually poor first half. Uh, They'll probably be pretty good here. And they were until late in the third quarter, and then the offense seized up. Donovan never got going, and suddenly the points came easy for Denver. And 43 points in the first half, 63 points in the second half. Back on that 120-point pace we were talking about, which is, in the words of Spanish-speaking basketball fans, no bueno. This is not going to work. You can't give up 30 points a quarter, 60 a half, 120 a game, and think you're going to win a bunch of games. So I was sitting here yesterday saying 126 points, 127 points in their last two losses to the Rockets and Spurs. they got to tighten up the act. And at 48-43 at halftime, I thought they were in pretty good shape. But that just completely got away from them. Wildly entertaining. And at one moment in the broadcast that got me, Jordan Clarkson is going off at the end of the game, right? He just he can't miss. And he knew he couldn't miss. And he's usually got an aggressive mindset, but he was in some kind of super aggressive state because nobody else had it going. He did. He didn't have to defer to Donovan because Donovan was having a four-point game. So he's just going nuts. And they're like, wow, he's, he's kind of like a, a young Lou Williams. You're like, all right, you'll take that. Because Lou Williams hasn't done what Clarkson did once. He's done it dozens and dozens of times. And it is great to have a weapon like that off the bench. But it wasn't enough for the Jazz, who've now lost three in a row. And they just they got to defend better. That was just way too many points to give up in the second half. And I didn't think that they would hold Denver to another 43-point half. You know, the other team has NBA players and all that. Jokic gave them uh, 28-10. I do think that if the Jazz run into Denver in the playoffs, or whoever runs into Denver in the playoffs, uh, you're going to have to borrow from Phil Jackson. Because I was watching (laughs) Jokic, and obviously we've seen him before, and he's getting better at it. And Ron Boone, a million years ago when I was doing radio, doing radio with Ron, he had this phrase, he uses it all the time, you can't be a good pro until, and here's the phrase, you know how to use your body. It's great to be quicker, and it's great to jump over people, but you're not always going to have that. But you can create space to get a shot off if you know how to bump a guy, if you know how to read his feet, if you know how to get in his body a little bit, and then step back and knock him off balance. And Jokic is really good at that. Now, 
I'm sure some of you watched that and thought, oh, that little forearm, that's an offensive foul. Why aren't they calling it? That's what I was going to say. Because it's subtle, because there's gray areas refereeing basketball. He does and it one night, He really does it well. And one night he does it well, and he doesn't get called. Most nights he does it well and he doesn't get called. But sometimes he does. And going back to you know the days Phil Jackson came in and irritated everybody, one way he irritated everybody is he would call out the refs and talk about another player and what he did wrong and make pressure on it, make, put pressure on him to make those calls. Now, is Jokic going to foul out of seven playoff games in the series? No. But in a tight series, the Nuggets played two of them last year. They won a game seven, and then in the second round, they lost a game seven. Getting him in foul trouble, not even fouling him out, getting him in foul trouble and getting him off the floor could be the difference in a tight game. And Denver, you know, they don't have the... The sizzle that the Lakers and the Clippers have being in L.A. with a megastar player. But Jokic is really good. And I was watching the game on TV. I wasn't listening to Booner. But I'll bet if we talk to Booner about Jokic, he's going to go, there's a guy who knows how to use his body. And he knows how to use his body to create space and get a shot off. And you can hate it because you root for the opposing player. But you kind of got to admire it because that's what being a professional and being really good is all about. You look for every edge. And don't gripe at me because you all rooted for Stockton and he knew how to do it too. So, it's just it's what a good pro does. Uh, Clarkson, 37 off the bench, was the final number when he was done lighting it up. Now, the Jazz are off today. They play the Blazers tomorrow. The Blazers play the Lakers tonight in L.A., the Lakers' first game uh, since Kobe's helicopter crash. They were supposed to play Tuesday with the Clippers. Obviously, that got postponed, so that's going to be an emotional night. And then the Blazers are going to fly in late, and the Jazz are going to be sitting in Portland waiting. So, it's all lining up. That's the team stuff, the more important stuff. The individual stuff, the less important stuff, Mitchell and Gobert on the All-Star team. It's just not a surprise. PK and I have been talking about it for a while. They were going to get in. They did get in. They'll go to the first All-Star game. They got in partly because of how much the team was winning, and the team needs to get back to winning sooner, not later. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it, honestly. It's disrespectful, but the real ones know, so I'm going to just keep competing. I'm going to try to get my team in the playoffs, for sure. It's Bradley Beal, irritated that he is not in the All-Star game. That was kind of, I think, in most people's mind, the big snub. I think the surprise for me in the West was Brandon Ingram getting in. Uh, I thought Paul George was going to get in. Ingram gets in. Paul George didn't play in enough games, I guess. That would be a thing, thing they hold against him. So the All-Stars are all set. Now they can pick the teams and do their thing. It's a big corporate party for all the corporate sponsors. I don't really think the All-Star game is there for you and me. But, you know, if you got some big contract with the NBA to advertising and signage and whatever, you get to fly the big wigs to the game and have a good time. Games on the court. Uh, I was just mentioning the Lakers are going to play their first game uh, since uh, Kobe's uh, helicopter crash, the death, that tragic story. The Clippers played their first game since all of that last night, and it did not go well. The Sacramento Kings went into the Staples Center and rolled 124 to 103. A lot of emotions to sort out. I've got to imagine that that played a part in the Clippers just getting drilled like that by the Kings. Uh, Gordon Hayward, 25 points. Celtics beat the Warriors, 119 to 104. The Sixers lost to the Hawks. What happened? 
I did not watch that game. I didn't. I was locked down with the Utes, the Cougars, and the Jazz. I wasn't. I didn't have time to watch a lot of other stuff. Trying to watch those three games, but the Hawks took down the Sixers. Kidding me? Also, we had the uh, the fight in the NBA. We were talking about the scuffle, the whatever that was, with the hard foul on former Jazz man Jay Crowder. So now three suspensions, two other guys fined uh, in the last minute of a blowout. That was just a huge waste of time. Uh, good Mark Gadurich, Alfred Payton, Jaron Jackson all get suspended. Marcus Morris Sr. Fire, fined 35 grand. Jay Crowder fined 25 grand. That was just a bad look. Denver Nuggets are playing the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, and the Dallas Mavericks are playing the Houston Rockets. So even though the Jazz are off, with the Lakers also playing, a lot of the top teams in the West are going at it and we'll move the playoffs around a little bit, but none of that matters if the Jazz can't win. they got to got to get the W so they can take advantage of some of these other teams losing. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, BYU won. They beat Pepperdine, but I got to say, 107-80, you know, that concerns me a little bit. I think a big part of the, the mojo BYU has got going this year has been their ability to defend people, their ability to hold one opponent after another in that 60-65 point range. And when they start giving up 80, we've seen this show before, and it doesn't work well. Now, it worked at home because you can shoot the lights out at home, and they did, and they had six guys in double figures, and they beat Pepperdine 107-80. But this is two games in a row they've given up 80 points, and I didn't want to make a big deal of the USF game because as much as it's about your defense 80 or 90% of the time, occasionally the other guy goes berserk. And obviously, Shabazz came off the bench for USF and went 6 of 6 from 3 and 10 of 10 from 2, and he was red hot. Now, get a hand up on him and all that stuff. But, okay, a guy got hot. But now this is two games in a row. And I know they had that game in Pepperdine in hand, and they kind of lost their edge. First half, they blew that lead up to 22, and then Pepperdine came back, got within, I think it was 5. And then then second half, BYU blew it right out again. And so I get... That maybe you lose your edge in a blowout, but that's two 80-point games. BYU, don't do it. Don't do it, Cougars. Tighten up the act on defense. you got to be better against St. Mary's on Saturday. The Utes they just don't know how to go get big buckets. They had chances. They had a nine-point lead in the second half, and they gave up a 12-0 run. And they had a two-point lead with a minute to go, and they gave up a 6-0 run. They just couldn't get big buckets. They missed, I thought, three big free throws in the final four minutes. They had another possession that ended up with Timmy Allen trying to shoot from behind the backboard, over the backboard, like Larry Bird while he was double teamed. So that didn't end well. He hit the back of the backboard. That was not a glorious. They did not cover themselves in glory on that possession. It was, a, it was a decent effort by the youths. They had their chances, but in a close game on the road when they needed big buckets, they just couldn't get them. Utah at UCLA Sunday at 1, and USC is supposed to be better than UCLA. They certainly are better than them in the standings, so we'll see if the Utes can get a road win at UCLA. Utah State, big game for the Aggies at 4th-ranked San Diego State, 8 o'clock Saturday night on the CBS Sports Network. The Aggies have had their issues on the road. They played about 25 minutes of good basketball on the road at Wyoming. We'll see if they can summon 40 minutes at San Diego State. I keep thinking someone's got to beat San Diego State. They're not going undefeated through the regular season. I would expect it to be a road game, not a home game. But 
The Aggies have a chance in San Diego to get it done. That's 8 o'clock, 7.30 with Scotty G on the call on the pregame show. And Weber State improves to 4-6 and six in the big sky. They beat Southern Utah in Cedar City, 75-65. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Utah wide receiver Terrell Perriman has been suspended indefinitely. He's been arrested on suspicion of kidnapping and raping a 17-year-old girl at his apartment on Friday. Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham issuing a statement quoting from it here. Obviously, this does not reflect the values and standards of our program, and we'll continue to monitor the situation that moves through the legal process. We're cooperating with the authorities and university personnel, and we'll continue to assist as requested. Due to the ongoing legal proceedings, we were we are unable to comment further at this time. Obviously, uh, this is a terrible story, and we'll follow it. And Perriman now not doing anything with the team, and we'll see how this shakes out. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Very humbled by it. I mean, I've got great guys here, friends likewise around the league, been doing a long time, so I appreciate that. But this game's not, this is about this team and um, the guys that have worked so hard to get where they're at right now, the players, the coaches. It's about the organization. That's Andy Reid deflecting the whole storyline of uh, win one for Andy after seven trips to a conference title game, second trip to the Super Bowl. Is he going to get the biggest prize? The old John Elway, you know, that Pat Bowling up there, this one's for John, holding up the trophy as Elway gets the first of his two Super Bowls at the end of his career. This one's for Andy. You know, I don't think Andy Reid likes that storyline. Nobody really wants that spotlight on him. When you get to the moment, it's okay if somebody does it, but you don't want to think about it and talk about it for days leading up to it. That doesn't do anybody any good. I think the other storyline, and I just think stuff just, there's so many people, and there's no game for two weeks, and you got to talk about something. And You know, Garoppolo, I mean, he didn't do anything in the NFC title game. Well, it's not because he can't. It's because he didn't have to. They were running the ball. You run the ball until someone stops you. Green Bay never stopped them, so they kept running the ball. San Francisco's been way better with Garoppolo than without him when he's been hurt. You know, they were terrible. They trade for him for New England. They go on a run right away. Bill Belichick used a second-round draft pick on Garoppolo. He's not nothing. He didn't want to deal Garoppolo, but Brady wanted to keep playing. It wasn't time to move on. Garoppolo couldn't set, so they made sure they traded him to the other conference. I think Garoppolo's good, and having said all this, I'm going to pick against him because I think Mahomes is better and the best quarterback's a huge advantage and the Kansas City offense has been unreal. But that Niner defense is great, and Garoppolo's good. Now, will he be good on the biggest stage? First time I ever heard of Garoppolo, I had no idea how to say his name, but I knew he was playing quarterback for Eastern Illinois, and Eastern Illinois you know, plays the old 1AA level, the football championship subdivision. And they came in for a money game at San Diego State in 2013. They took the money, and they took the win. And Garoppolo threw for like 360 yards or something like that, and I think three scores. And they lit San Diego State up. Fortunately, it wasn't Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Cal Poly SOL, as the old joke goes, that Scotty G and PK have had so much fun with. So it's kind of under the radar. But trust me, it was early in the Rocky Long years, and I wasn't happy. Even Urban Meyer was all pumped up about him at that point. No, I don't even know who he is. He's really good. And then Ohio State beat San Diego State. It was a good time. 
and ended up being like an eight-win Aztec team, and Garoppolo lit him up. And then he was in New England, and now he's in San Francisco winning. He's not nothing. The Niners can pull this off. There's a reason it's a one-point spread. I'm taking Kansas City. I'm betting on Mahomes. I think he's just unbelievable. And so, and they've got tremendous team speed. But if there's a team that can take them down, it'll be a team like the Niners that can come get you with a four-man pass rush, drop seven guys into coverage, or drop six and have one spy Mahomes so he doesn't take off running. I think San Francisco's got options on defense. I don't know if they got enough options, but they do have options. they got a shot. I'll take the Chiefs, though. DJ and PK. There are the headlines. That is what is trending this morning. And they're brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, we're broadcasting live this morning at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Nico is here. We're inside Timpanogos, Harley-Davidson, and Linden. Right off the freeway. It's an easy on and easy off. 114 South, 3561 West. Bottomless French toast. I mean, Nico, good to see you. Hi, how are you? you. I'm not more excited about the food than you. No. Why do you think that? (laughs) It's a great way to start your morning. Fact. I'm glad you're having us back for a moment. It's been a while. I it has been you. a minute. It I has been you. a minute. Well, not for me. I was here. I saw you yesterday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That means you like you it. You weren't back. I didn't want to bug you. That's right. I came in and had a couple sliders. I was at BYU. We're going to play some of the sound. Tom Homo had his annual thing with the media, and it was at 11 o'clock. Okay. He said, it's only going to go 40 minutes. I guess he had something at noon. It went 50 minutes. <laughs> it was 11.50. I was getting in my car. It was hungry. It was lunchtime. You. I don't blame you. You're right off the freeway. It's perfect on your Way exactly. to or from anywhere. I had the. Uh, now I got to look over there and see. I got to look at the menu here. That's oh, you don't have the lunch. breakfast. Oh, you got the breakfast menu up. Uh, what's the one that has the uh, avocado? It's on, I remember it was on the right side chicken? of the menu. Uh, the, it's with grilled chicken? Yeah, I think so. It's called the Mick Bacon Avocado Ranch. That was good. It's delicious. I, I, I approve. Oh, you're making me want lunch now. <laughs> and then there's one that's. Um, uh, uh, I, I'm going to go get the menu. Get, can you run it? Give me the uh, burger. When I see it, um, it's got the. Uh, no, I'm going to know it as soon as I see it. Where is it? The fajita. Oh the yeah, fajita. yeah. Oh yeah. The fajita. <clears throat> Grilled tri-tip steak. Oh, I had the fajita and I had the lex, the pulled oh, okay. turkey. Yeah. With pulled the avocado. Turkey. Yeah. I had the fajita okay. and I had the lex. I approve of both of those. I can't tell you about all of them because I don't hear all the time. But I know. I go to the sometimes when I'm. Uh, I saw you up in the store because you have another location. Yeah, up in South Jordan. Uh, right. And sometimes when I'm at uh, RSL, depending on what time they go, if it's lunchtime when I'm leaving their facility in Harriman, yeah. it's a little out of the way for where I'm headed. Normally I go right back up I-15. It's worth it. But it's not that far out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like so it. So the, the fajita, I usually do the fajita and then I rotate the other one. That's sure. kind of my thing. That's the best part. You get Am I doing this or are you? <laughs> I think I'm doing this. <laughs> Hold it down, Nico. I have sorry, something I'm to sorry. say. <laughs> anyway, what do you got going this morning? BOGO on breakfast. Buy one, get one free. Any breakfast item. So burrito, get one free. Oh, yeah. French toast, pancakes, sliders, whatever you want. Mm, feed yeah, yourself. Yeah. Feed the office. Whatever you want. That a kid. Always be popular. Bring in the food. <laughs> you know where that works? Big time? Channel 2. Really? There's a table when you walk in Channel 2 on the right, if you're ever in there. It's kind of a, it's part table, part uh, huge office cabinet. There's a lot of, like, office supplies and okay. stuff in there if you need or whatever. And if food goes on top of that, that you don't even say anything. That's a free-for-all. 
you bring stuff in. You know, it's like uh, Christmas and somebody sure. gives you, uh, you know, one of the neighbors gives you one of those big things of popcorn, popcorn yeah. right? Except on the cul-de-sac or whatever on that street, like six of the neighbors give you the same thing. You're like, we got popcorn till June. We don't need this much popcorn. So I'm going to bring it in. That popcorn's there. Drop it there. It's on. Okay. So I think every office probably has some spot like that, a sure. break room. Even the or kitchens table. have that. The we kid, have right, those, yeah. exactly. You got some spot like that. Sure. So you could come in this morning, do that, and then... And then I'm popular. the popular guy. Hey, where'd this come from? <laughs> Joe brought it in. Joe's the man. <laughs> it's people probably say, better than the popcorn, too. People say you can't buy your friends. I always you thought can't. that was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> See, sure. Your mother, you can't buy your friends. Mom, you're lying to me. <laughs> it's true. I think it's, a, I think it's a short-term buy. You can't buy them forever. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the I, gifts have to get better, but... Oh, see, okay, yeah, I got to constantly upgrade. All right, I like it. I don't see why not. Now, you normally open at 8, but you opened at 7 today. We sure did. Okay. Come and, on by. And breakfast until... 11. See, you're taking the teenager to school, buy one, get one free, just stuff the French toast in them, which I know yeah. doesn't sound great, but you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> stuff the It'll French keep them full. <laughs> we got the drive through open, too, so you can just swing in, drive through. You don't have to get out of your car. All right, Marley's Gourmet Sliders, Kyler and Nico are here. Timpanogos Harley-Davidson in Linden. It's all kind of one building. You'll see the, 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 the Harley place is a little bigger. Yeah. So you'll see it It's first. impossible to miss. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's huge. Uh, and then uh, this is just on the, I'm bad with directions, west side. Yes, sir. Just on the west side of the building. You'll see it. You can't miss it. Can't miss Thanks it. Thanks for having us down here. Thanks for coming. All right, buy one, get one free. I know how you people are. You're hungry. You'll be here shortly. It's right off I-15, the 1600 exit. You can't miss it. DJ and PK. Three, two, one. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. He's with KSL Sports, also joins us on the pre-half and post-game coverage. Ben Anderson. What do you make of the reacclamation or whatever word we want to put on it of Mike Conley and how that's gone? I'm not sure you're trying to look at his big picture so much as you're just trying to make sure that Mike Conley's healthy, he's not going to re-injure that hamstring, and he's ready to build up and play more minutes. I really think that's what the majority of it's about, just making sure the minutes are there, the comfort there, and then you can insert him into the starting lineup, assuming that's where Quinn Snyder goes. More so than, hey, does he fit this role as a six man? Because that's just not who he is. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, reminding you to purchase a Ford Fan Zone all you need ticket to an upcoming Utah Jazz game. And you'll receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. I think if we did a show, and I don't want to do it right now, we'll put this one in the bank for later, but if we did a show on the biggest changes for local sports fans in your life, and of course that will be different depending on whether you're a 25-year-old, 45-year-old, or 65-year-old listener, but I think really underrated in this, I just had someone talking to me about this. They brought it up just kind of in passing. It was, uh, when was it? It, wasn't, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. A guy was talking to me about this. He said, you know, one of the biggest changes is going to the upper bowl of jazz games. It's totally different with those massive big screens. He says, I'm old enough to remember back in the day. And they had video on the board, but it was tiny and it was down there. And it wasn't, it's like now it's like, it's like the biggest screen HD in your living room. He says, you get mesmerized by the thing. (laughs) 
He says, I don't even, and he's obviously an older guy because he remembers the old original scoreboard in the Delta Center, you know, back in the 90s. And he's like, I remember sitting up there and everybody was hardcore and locked into the game and it was Stockton and Malone. And he says, you sit up there now and it's buzzing and people are on their phones and they do have that he referenced the games and stuff. He doesn't go up and, you know, do foosball or pop a shot or whatever because he's watching the game. He says, it's just, it's different up there now. It's like, it's one of the big changes. We should do that sometime. Big changes for, uh, for sports fans. Right now, what we want to talk about is Tom Homo. Now, obviously, it's been a big change. They're coming up on a decade now of uh, independence. Tom's coming up on 15 years on the job as athletic director. And Tom, once or twice a year, I think it used to be more twice and now it's more once. Jay Drew is actually Fairly definitive on that point yesterday. It's annual well, DJ, it's not <laughs> semi-annual. Did, did, you, you and I were both there. Yeah. It, it's, so the way this works, you're sitting in a U around a table, and then Tom will come in at the end and sit at the microphone right at the head of the table, kind of by himself on one side. And so all the reporters are there, and all the cameras are there, and in place at 1045 or 1050, Tom pops in at 11, knocks out his 45 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it is, and then he's out of there, right? And so... <laughs> So we're all there early, and Jay just starts lecturing people. It's not semi-annual. Jay is a beat writer, needs quotes from Tom on all these stories, and he can't get them. And so he's mapped out all the stories he knows he's going to have to write. Obviously, sometimes news just happens, and you just got to figure it out as you go along. But some stuff you know. And he asked Tom a question about 10 years of independence. And then he asked one about 15 years on the job. And it was clear Jay was collecting quotes for every story he's going to need to write in the next few months. And I said, I like round numbers, Tom. <laughs> that was hilarious. Jay has a really dry wit. You got to get to know him. So, Yak, you and I were both there, and we heard all the preamble as Jay <laughs> lectured us on semi-annual. And then we heard some of the big questions. We want to play some of Tom's responses to them. And, uh, and I want to start off... Um, Obviously, you know, football is, is the biggest deal. And the timing of this, you know, we only got one day's notice on it, which kind of jammed people up because every, everybody's got stuff planned and, and locked in, and then you got to switch stuff with other people. And BYU obviously was waiting to cross the T and dot the I on the new ESPN contract. And then before it leaked, they wanted to have the press conference. And stuff just leaks. Nobody can keep a secret. Too many people have to know. It goes through legal departments of two companies, and somebody's brother-in-law's neighbor's uh, cousin is going to find out about it, and it's going to leak in some bizarro fashion. So when they cross the T's and dotted the I's, boom, you turn around and you announce this thing, and you, and you have the meeting. And it includes a new bowl deal in this. So it's uh, six, the next six years, and these bowl games are locked in, and yet they're not. And there's three trips to the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Except maybe there isn't. And then there's three wild cards out there, unless there's four. Tom explains. The bowl game tie-in, how important? It's essential. You have to be on the same broadcast, um, what would you say, format? Or same company? Um, obviously, the ESPN events, which runs the bowls, um, they have some games that they own where they own and operate that game. They have other games that they broadcast only, and that's a, there's a large number of those games. To be able to be with them uh, as a broadcast partner, be able to have that relationship and partnership, and then be able to talk to them about what those games might be is, is incredibly important. So there was no way I would have done it differently. 
And I think one of the things that kind of caused a little bit of a delay was we wanted those two contracts to be signed simultaneously. We, we didn't want to sign one without working out the details of the other and vice versa. So that's you know, the bowl game. The bowl games were actually quite a bit more uh, complex than the rights agreement. He went on to talk about how three of the games in Shreveport are locked in, but there is an opt-out based on what might come open in other bowls, so there's some flexibility there. Two years that they go to Shreveport, they'll play a group of five team. Shreveport as a location, I don't know, D? And the, uh, yeah. It's C- minus at best. It's not great. It's not, it's not a glamour spot. It's not easy for – BYU's got a lot of fans in the Mountain and Pacific time zones. It's hard to get to. Uh, I, lo- I guess the only thing you can give it is, credit for is it's going to have better weather than one of the northern bowls. Um, you know, there's some games we in see played theory. in ice and snow. Right. It, it, it can be iffy there. So I don't see that as awesome. And the one thing he added on to that, DJ, is the Cactus Bowl down there in Arizona is a wild card in all of this scenario because if they don't fill their bowl allotment, apparently, like you've been talking about, it could cause BYU to not only go to Independence twice and they go to the Cactus Bowl one year. It's an interesting situation all the way around. He said there was another bowl game, too. You know, there's yeah. basically there's three games in Phoenix Correct. and there's one in Tucson, and I'm going to go ahead and roll, rule out the Fiesta Bowl. So that leaves two games in Phoenix and one in Arizona. And honestly, those in the Cactus Bowl. Yeah, and the, the three, and then there's the Arizona Bowl down in The Nova in Home Loans Arizona Bowl. And honestly, to me, those are all the same. Uh, if you can get a slightly better opponent in one, I suppose, maybe you'd put that up there because you might get a Power 5 opponent if you're up in Phoenix. And obviously, if you go down to Tucson, you're getting a Group of 5 team. But the Mountain West goes down there. So tell me which league is missing. Because if, if they're playing a Mountain West team, that bumps the game up, in my opinion. Uh, because you're, we saw it when they played Wyoming. That reignites an old rivalry. They went out and played Hawaii. I just I find those games more interesting because I remember when they played those teams all the time, and I think the fan bases do, and it's just a little more juice. And, PK, that was one of the questions that you wanted because uh, with you being out of town and I knew you wouldn't be able to go, and I, I wanted to make sure that Tom got asked whatever you cared about, and the bowl situation is one thing that you went right to. Well, I think it's obvious that they scheduled that thing knowing full well I couldn't attend. I mean, it was a conspiracy right there. They didn't want me there grilling Tommy Ho about all these things. I knew what they were up to. They think they can kid me? No, you got to get up a little bit earlier to throw something past me and not have me be all over it. Absolutely. So I'm glad, David James Stigeldorf III, that you were my representative. I just want to say thank you to you. You're welcome, number one. And number two, Tommy Ho. Really? <laughs> you want T O? T H T H T O. Yeah, T O's bad. I don't know. All right, so the uh, the six games, we don't know what three or four of them are. I think Shreveport meets the same eye roll and head shrug with you that it does with me, that it does with most of the BYU fan base. But all I can tell you is life's a negotiation. And one thing about being an independent, you don't have all the options. You're not really in a position of strength there. And I thought the other thing they covered in that – answer is we are seeing conferences including most recently the mountain west but other conferences too, cut deals with cbs and with fox fs1 and so would they do something like that and it's pretty clear if you want access to all those espn bowls you really ought to prioritize signing with espn and abc which they did 
Well, you know how recruiting is your lifeblood of your program? Well, I think for BYU as a lifeblood of independence, it's ESPN. So the good news is that they got that done, and that's the most important thing because they couldn't do it without it. So they need that. And then as far as the bowls go, you know, have something. Have something in mind. The way I look at it when I get in situations, you know, what do, what do I got? What's my bottom almost like worst case scenario and how bad is that and if it's halfway decent then i'm okay and then can i adjust from there so at least i got something in the bank i got some money in the bank i remember my father telling me once you know i talk about how he worked in maintenance and he got laid off and he was saying i gotta get a job man so what job are you gonna get i don't know i just gotta get a job because at least i got money coming in so i gotta have a bottom line something and i remember he actually got a job what they had back then as a sanitation worker you know, which is basically a garbage man where you stand up on the truck and throw the garbage in. And obviously uh, it wasn't high paying, but he felt like he had to have that. And then you can look for another job, look for something better. So at least for the Cougars, they got something. Shreveport doesn't seem like it's a glamour location, but get something in that you know you have, and then maybe you can go from there. So in that way, it's a good deal. I don't think they're always going to have, and honestly, you know, the Utes in the Pac-10, I don't think they have it either, where you're going to have six years in a row that the bowl game is going to excite you. And Ute fans, if you're going to be honest, that West Virginia game in Dallas didn't excite you, and that Indiana game in San Francisco didn't excite you. So I think the question is, the Shreveport game is probably not going to excite me. Are the other four games going to be pretty good? You know, and I, I look back at what BYU's gotten as a bowl game in Independence, and I thought going to Vegas to play the Utes, you know, that was a pretty good deal. Going to Wyoming, or going to San Diego to play Wyoming, going to Hawaii to play Hawaii. There have been bowl games I've been interested in. They haven't all been awesome either. You know, going to Miami to play Memphis, I didn't think make a lot of sense, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I just think in the current bowl environment, that's what most teams have to deal with. Now, they deal with it on a higher level. You know, Alabama has to go to the Sugar Bowl, and they shrug because it's not a playoff. So I get that. But in the current bowl deal, I think everyone – I doubt any fan base is six years in a row pumping their fists thinking, that's what we wanted. <laughs> Seems yeah, unlikely. I, I wouldn't much worry about that. You know, I'd be worried about the season. you got 12 games. And why put all the emphasis on a 13th game? That doesn't make any sense to me. And we, Go ahead. He did throw thing, something out there that's kind of enticing. It's the kind of thing that maybe we'll hear more of because he doesn't want to say anything on camera. But, you know, over time, sometimes stuff comes out. PK, you know how that is. And yeah. he said that uh, there were some new bowls. He did mention Los Angeles. He said there were some new bowls that were talking to him. And ultimately, it didn't quite work. But it was intriguing about getting BYU to, to anchor a bowl game that was just getting going. Now, if you're a longtime BYU fan, you know BYU anchored the Holiday Bowl. And it grew and took off. And then they anchored the Vegas Bowl, and it grew and took off. If I were starting a new bowl in the West, I would absolutely place a call to BYU, especially if it was warmer weather and drivable from Salt Lake City. But apparently that didn't work, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't know what's ahead. And I'd heard some rumors about Boise getting a second bowl game. So there's opportunities out there. (laughs) Thank you, PK. Uh, Tom also talked about, you know, things have really changed uh, in independence. Recruiting is different. And I asked him about what we've talked about multiple times. Every time we get to recruiting signing day, we talk about how the landscape has changed. Pac-12 teams are coming in here and recruiting. And it's a different deal. The, the elite kids in the state. The elite kids in the state are leaving. So we will uh, get to that coming up, and you'll hear from Tom Homo on that next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo meeting with the media Thursday. He does it about once a year, occasionally twice, but really more once these days. Answers questions on a wide variety of subjects and talked a little bit about what we've talked about many times every time we hit a signing day here. It's a new world for BYU football recruiting. Teams from all over the country are coming in to recruit in Utah. Utah high school football has gotten better. There are stars going all over the place. Oregon seems to be coming in every year and taking away an elite guy out of Orem. And that used to never happen. And that is a huge challenge for the BYU coaching staff. As the schedule upgrades, they also are finding upgraded competition in recruiting. And Tom Homo spoke about that. That's a true statement, what you said. It is harder. A BYU freshman class of student body is exceptional. It's super good. It's super hard to get into school here. We do have exceptions coming in athletics, um, but those exceptions are not unlimited. So we have to be very careful and strategic in the way we use those exceptions. And one of the things about it is we... The school itself is um, has earned a great reputation in the area of academics because of the student body, and it's hard, you, we have to make sure as coaches that we bring kids in athle- athletically that can play. But also, one of the factors is will they fit academically? So you can't. You can't bring somebody in here that you know is going to fail academically. That would be a disservice to that young man or young woman. And so we don't do that. And so there used to be, it used to be maybe a little bit easier to keep kids in school here academically, meaning that they could kind of cruise it. And I don't think you can cruise through BYU in any student can do that. But certainly there's pathways that you can take that are extraordinarily difficult major-wise. But I think that we're still in a position where it's not unreasonable that we can graduate every student-athlete that we decide to bring in. Now, going back to your question, what that says is, how many people have you had to pass on that you just didn't think that could have helped you athletically, but you don't know if they would have made it? I don't know the answer to that question, but that might be what the coaches are referring to. Well, that was another question about recruiting and, and an obstacle the coaches face, and that is the increasing academic standards at BYU. And it's harder to get in and it's harder to compete academically now than it was 20 years ago, which is also putting a squeeze on the coaches. He also talked about all the schools that are coming in and recruiting here, and it's a double whammy. And you can talk about it and you can complain about it, but you've got to figure it out, PK, because at the end of the day you're going to run out there and play and the scoreboard's going to say what it's going to score and they're going to say what it's going to say about the score and they're getting squeezed in two areas. The schedule's getting tougher, the competition recruits are getting tougher, and then they just can't let in kids that they used to let in. Gosh dang, 
I hate double whammies. The only double I want is at Cold Stone. Otherwise, I want at least, give me just at worst a single whammy. But a double whammy? You know how bad a double whammy is? Double whammy actually sounds like a positive. It sounds like a big slider here at Marley's. A double whammy. What would that have on it? It would have like a big patty of beef, and then it would have a big thing of pastrami, too. Now, would you rather have a big patty of beef or a big beef of patty? Big patty of beef. Okay. <laughs> I think that was pretty easy. Because <laughs> isn't that what we call you around the office, big patty? Not to my face, loser. <laughs> we, call, we, we call Scotty G big daddy. We call you big patty. You call Scotty big daddy. You don't call him big daddy. <laughs> I'm around when he's not there. I know what you call Scotty behind his back. Not Big Daddy. No, that's the times that I'd see him face to face. All the socializing we do together as we strategically prepare how to rein you in because you're such a wild card on the air. (laughs) Uh, Rain in Hurricane DJ. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, PK. Anything yeah. else you would like to share? I don't want to Ooh. leave you. You got hot take on the Jazz here? Yeah. That's three they, in a row. They, Donovan, they, four points. What, what was that? Well, the way – see, you're so, you're so negative. The way I look at it is he and Clarkson combined to go for like 41 points. That's not bad. See? That's kind of normal actually, right? Yeah. Donovan right. gets his 25. Clarkson comes off the bench for 16. That's 41. You know, as I'm watching that game, Jerry Sloan is just ringing through my ear as it as he often does in, in his sayings. Him and Majerus, when it comes to basketball, are my two biggest influences. And now you're going to find out what they're made of, right? They're having some hard times right now after having a month of great times. So let's see what they got tomorrow night. And to me, that just adds the intrigue. They're going to pull out of it at some point. What's it going to be? Is it going to be four? Is it going to be five losses? I don't know. But they're going to pull out of it. And so now we really get to see the character of these guys. And that's kind of fun. So we'll see how long that goes down here at the Phoenix open. And, uh, I got a credential, you know, so I went and watched Finau yesterday and as I'm getting to the golf tournament, uh, what they do is they give you a pass to park and then you use that pass to go get your credential. Right. So my wife is with me. So I just had her follow me and we're walking through the player's parking lot. And I said to him, I said, Hey, you see who's getting out of his car right there. Like three feet away. Who? who? Ricky Fowler. Oh, Ricky Fowler's her hero. And uh, I said, but you can't talk to him I said, because I don't do that. You know, media can't uh, go and ask for pictures, ask for autographs, any of that stuff. And I take that very seriously. I've never gotten a family member or an extra credential, but she just followed me because it, it's so confusing and how to try to get in because it's massive with tens of thousands of people. So I said, just follow me, stay with me. So the idea of her being within a foot of her hero, you know what I'm talking about? That's like you when you got a foot within Antonio Gates. It was just incredible. <laughs> Antonio Gates? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, whoever you're talking about. I didn't know where, I didn't, I didn't know where you were going. Well, Antonio Gates, yeah. Probably more Kellen Winslow growing up. Helen Winslow? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he was really good, too. I mean, yeah. I, so I picked the wrong tight end. But to see her be that close to him, oh, man, it was so cool for her. But I told her, I stayed true. I said, don't say anything to him. And she didn't even say hello. 
because he you know, he had his game face on big time, man. You could just see it because he's here to work, and media does not interact with any of these guys, even though we have access. Uh, but it was cool to see her be all excited and then to tony tony uh wearing purple and gold shoes to honor colby and then when he got on 16 he put on a colby jersey and he has really always looked up to colby bryant so that was kind of cool to see colby bryant and the remembrances that were still going on and still are going on you know it's funny you say that you know even like at a jazz game and you know guys and they recognize you but, like, if it's before the game and they're walking in the tunnel, like, if they don't say anything or make eye contact, you don't either. You know, if, no. Joe, if Joe looks at me and raises his eyebrows, then I will look at him and raise my eyebrows back. But seriously, don't even I, – I don't think I've ever spoken a word to Joe passing him in a, in a tunnel or a hallway before a game. Not, not a word. And there have been a couple times where, like, eye contact and a little nod, but then that's it. And it's only if they start it. So, that was, tell your wife that was good decorum right there. That was well done. Yeah, she's a professional because she was in an area that normally wouldn't be in, but because of the situation and how confusing it is where to enter and then to be able to hook up again, I had her stay by me to get in, and then she got in through the, through another way to yeah. get into the actual tournament, and I got my credential, and away we went. All right, DJ and PK, we are broadcasting live. We're at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Kyler joining us inside Timpanogos, Harley-Davidson, and Linden. Stop by. They're open early. They don't normally open till 8, but they are ready to go right now. And, Kyler, it's BOGO time. Buy one, get one today. So come on by. We'll give you BOGO on your first item that you get. Um, we've got some awesome breakfast items this morning. All about the French toast, right? That's right. I like I like the breakfast burrito, but the French toast is probably our most popular. So it's bo- it's bottomless French toast. You can come and eat till you're sick if you want. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> but until you're stuffed, push lunch okay. back. Okay. Push lunch back to one thirty or there two. There you go. There you can you have go. the late lunch after you have the the uh, French toast. The first time we were down here, you brought out a plate of French toast, and we had a different tech engineer on site. Oh yeah, and he attacked it. He's. I it think was, he's still in here eating that. It somewhere. was hilarious he attacked and i thought well i'm not going to know what the french toast tastes like but apparently it's pretty good because he <laughs> is going to town on that that yeah. was combat yeah so you know you can't you can't beat it and you got the drive through going drive through is going if you're in a hurry just drop by um right here off 1600 in geneva in linden um, we also have a ton of swag up here i'm looking at so come get yourself some jazz hats or shirts or sweatshirts Whatever you need. Stop by, and uh, we've got the uh, gold shirts. We've got uh, the caps and the hats. We've got the, uh, you want the, uh, the beanie? You're a skier. You're all set with the Utah Jazz logo. And have you seen our own uh, 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 listener made these for us? We've got our own T-shirts now. DJ and PK. For those about to talk, it's kind of got the ACDC thing going. I like it. I yeah. like it. It's good looking. DJ can't stay away. I saw him eat lunch here yesterday. So, I did. So, you know, he's becoming, he's, he's starting to move in. I'm all about the fajita. I usually get a fajita, and then I rotate through another one. That's the way the to fajita do fajita's a go-to. Two sliders for lunch. That's about right. I did the Lex yesterday. I'm all about the avocado. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and thanks Thank for having you. us down here. Thank all right. You. Stop on by. Get breakfast. We are here at Marley's right off the freeway. Can't miss it. 1600. Get off. It's uh, just west, about a block off the freeway. A piece of cake. You're in and you're out. Buy one, get one free with the uh, bottomless pancakes, the French toast, the breakfast burritos. you got the whole assortment, the whole menu. And we'll be here till 10 o'clock. They'll be serving breakfast till 11. Come on in and mention The Zone and get buy one, get one free. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.